All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just after four o'clock, how are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. It is game day. Oilers taking on the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Looking for their eighth consecutive win overall. Also, eighth consecutive home win. The Oilers have not lost a game at home under their new coaching. So, after a 1-4-1 and one start on home ice... Uh, they've turned everything around, but uh, definitely have uh, turned it around on home ice, which is uh, always uh, always needed for any team. You want to be good at home. No question. Uh, we're up to uh, $2,700. Bob has it at uh, $2,700. It's month of giving. All right, we're halfway through. It's a good start, but uh, obviously we want to go. We always want to get face value. So uh, courtesy of our friends at The Brick, it's $2,500 gift card, which is basically $2,500 in cash, and a 75-inch High-definition, 4K, smart TV. It's the uh, Crystal UHD, so crystal clear. Samsung uh, CU8000. So if you want to look it up, uh, you can see it. It's amazing. Uh, it's massive. It's awesome. 75-inch or so. Um, we will, uh, and that's retail around uh, 1700 as I was looking online. So you can do the math in your head. You kind of know where it's at. So 2700 right now is a steal. So it's helping out Santa's Anonymous, so let's pump it up a little bit. 833 401 1440 is the uh, number to text, or you can call Connor Halley. Now, let's get uh, around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. Of course, uh, fan deals are back. Uh, $4 Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Big Mac, McChicken, or filet of fish and uh, usually he's joined in studio, but he's out uh, being a proud father today. Uh, Sean Brown joins us. Brownie, how you doing? 
Very good, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, give us an update. Uh, are they? How's the How's the uh, the Junior A Challenge going? You know what? It's it's going really good. Um, you know they haven't won a game yet, uh, but they. Uh, you know it's it, it's good. Um, you know personally as. <laughs> As two parents that are out here watching your kid, I think Halifax is a beautiful place to visit. The food is just outstanding. The people are great. Hockey Canada has done an amazing job with uh, with this event. So, yeah, hopefully they play tomorrow. They got the day off today, uh, but they play tomorrow. So hopefully they'll get a win tomorrow. So um, now how's the uh, when you mentioned uh, the game super, being super close, what's been the, uh, the difference for them not being able to get a win? You know what? I, I think, to be honest with you, right now, it's it's a good team. Um, there's a lot of talent on the team. Uh, right now, I think they just, they're not playing like a team. Right now, it's it's they're not letting the puck do the work. Right now, it's a lot of individual play. Um, you know, and I think when you, it's interesting when you watch Sweden and the European style of hockey, right, where it's the puck possession, it's holding onto the puck, and, you know, you don't get rid of it until you absolutely have to. I think... You know, the Canadian style is a little bit more play fast, get pucks in behind, get pucks deep, you know, bang, crash. Um, you know, it's it's inter- It's always interesting in these international tournaments seeing the different styles. But, you know, I, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, these kids, there's a lot of pressure, to be honest with you. It's, it's heavily attended by scouts and schools. And, um, you know, I'm sure the kids are a little bit nervous. But once they figure out how to use each other and let the puck do the work, they'll be in a better situation. Uh, Brownie, uh, you mentioned uh, when playing as a team. Well, that's what the orders are doing right now. Like uh, they're on a seven-game heater, and I would argue the last two games might have been their two best games of the heater. Like they really controlled that game against Minnesota for long stretches. Basically, they had a bad, you know, what minute and a half of the start of the second period. Uh, other than that, they were very good. And, and New Jersey really didn't get anything going until Edmonton was kind of sitting back, protecting their lead in the third period. What has impressed you the most lately for the orders? I think just, you know what, their attention to detail, it's nothing, it's nothing big. It's just, I love the fact that, you know, they got layers to their game, you know, offensively, defensively, they're on the defensive side of the puck. They're over top of the puck in the offensive zone. Uh, They're tracking back hard in the neutral zone. And then defensively they're, they're checking and they're able to sort it out, you know, whether it's body position, you know, keeping themselves on the defensive side, you know, having a good stick, um, a, a lot of it from what I see is the details, uh, you know, and, and when you have the details and, and five guys, you know, it, no one, no one has to be great anymore, right? Everyone just has to kind of do their job. And I think that's, that's what they're, you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are just going to do McDavid and Dreisaitl things, right? And, and, and then the rest of the guys just have to kind of uphold what they need to do and and when they do that and then Stewart plays the way that he's capable of playing I think that's why they're having the success that they're having you know, it's funny Connor McDavid I spoke to him today Brownie and he talked about you know hey I like a lot of things about our game but he really accentuated the fact that he's liked how good the defense are moving that breaking the puck out and I said, and the forwards, but he really honed in on the defense and how they're breaking the puck out. It just makes it easier for the whole team, right? You're playing in the D zone way less. And like Vincent DeHarnay Brownie, the last few games here, like, I, you know, I jokingly say this, but you know, like Paul Coffey has rubbed off and I'm all like last game against New Jersey. That might be the best puck movement I've seen from DeHarnay's in career. Like every time he had the puck, he was making a play with it. 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about that last week. I mean, when somebody shows confidence in you as a coach or a person or in any way, it's just it's amazing what it can do, right? And and these guys are pros, but they're no different than anyone else that plays the game at, at a lower level. Is that you know they need they need to feel valued and good about their game, and and that's what Coffee has done. And and Coffee being a guy that had skill and made plays sees the value in that. And so Dayarne is is thriving under that um, that type of coaching that you know that type of feedback and it is nice I mean it's nice to see Deharnay get the results that he's getting because you know during during that time when you know the team was struggling I, I seen a guy that was willing to try and do anything um, to will his way and to show the coaches and to his teammates that he's he's in the battle with with everyone here he was playing a tough hard game and it was just a matter of time before this team and himself were going to work their way through it. So, I mean, for sure, as a young guy, does he have some warts to his game? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's but he's figuring it out. And, you know, like every other team in the NHL, it's not where you're at in September or October. It's where you're working towards. And, you know, and it, that's the nice thing as a, as a hockey fan and as anyone that's watching the others right now. It's like, okay you know what, they're working towards something and we can see it. And, um, you know, they got some confidence and they're playing as a team. And, and Deharnay is a guy that needs the four other guys on his on the ice and his teammates to do their job. And when they do their job and he does his job, everyone looks good because McDavid is in, in dry settle and they got guys in their lineup that are just going to do things that are unique and why they're so elite and they're going to separate themselves and they're going to give themselves a chance to win. Sean Brown uh, joins us normally, our uh, Tuesday co-host, but uh, he's out in Halifax for the uh, Junior A Challenge watching his uh, son play right now. Uh, Brownie, what did you make of the Gabranson play? And, uh, you know, to me, hits from behind. I think they're the one thing the NHL doesn't take serious enough, and I'm surprised that they're not out of the game. Like, they, they eliminated headshots. I'm, I'm surprised why they won't try to eliminate uh, hits from behind. Yeah, I, Gregor, I seen that, you know, you had some tweets and I was reading a little bit and I watched that Gabranson hit and, you know, these guys are making these decisions quickly, right? And so for me, there's certain areas of the ice where I know that you're more often going to get hit or be in a situation that it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And going back and retrieving pucks is one of those areas. For me, when Gabranson went back to the puck, to me, it was a like, that exact situation it's like okay you don't have a whole lot of time there's a guy you know he's probably more than likely going to finish his check and how I approach the puck and maybe how I make the play is going to be different than when I'm going to make a play when I have time and I, I felt like he didn't realize and recognize the situation he's, that he was in and he tried to make a play and a guy in a split second that was finishing his check you know did what probably anyone what I would do at least and and so for me I, I felt like Gabranson put himself in a bad spot and really you know, I I do honestly I was trying to look at it from your side and I, I can't see it from your side like he you hit, have to like I know I know cousins I, I, came, cousins turned around he cousins tried to get in front of him and that's what he tried but he nailed him right in the middle of the back from an angle catapulted him into the boards. Gabranson didn't slow down. I don't think Gabranson put himself in a bad position at all. I'm t- I, I've, 
I know. I and I'm trying. I, I I read it, and I was trying to. I was trying to understand, and then I'm trying to think. Okay, you know, myself in that situations, and how many times I went back for pucks. It's like you got to know that that guy more than likely is going to finish his check, and I don't have a whole lot of time. And and so how I go D to D, or how the the next play, I'm going back. I'm protecting the puck. I'm protecting myself. And I'm going to try and probably live to survive another day. I felt like he tried to have his cake and he did. He tried to do everything and it didn't work out for him. But I think some of that responsibility has to be on him. I think he has to know that when he goes back, you are going to take a hit in certain areas and certain times you got to expect that. I, I have, I, I, and I put myself in the player that was hitting him. I mean, I would have ran him through the boards myself. Hmm. Maybe that's why I'm on the radio right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I, but but you can rub, you can run, guy, you can run guys into the boards, but you're supposed to hit him in the shoulder. You were never taught to hit guys from behind. There was no reason yeah, to the, hit him. Yeah, but you know what? Don't turn your back. Don't put your. But he didn't turn his back, Brownie. He never turned okay, his back. The, okay, Gregor, I'm telling you, then maybe put the puck in your skates. Maybe put it in your skates and absorb the guy and take the hit that way. Right, push off the boards, then make the play next. I felt like he should have went back in a better position to protect himself. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't see why you try to make that hit. And then Cousins just turtles what twice, you, gutless. Yeah, well, Gabranton, are you hurt or are you not hurt? Like, he went down. I was like, okay, you're hurt. But then he gets back up and then decides to pummel. The, like, I, you know, I don't know. Are you hurt or are you hurt? And he's, hey, I don't know Gabranson, but I know he's a, gigant, a gigantic guy and he's probably not someone I would really want to deal with. But even the fact that he went after him again, like, you probably could have did a better job of, I'm sure he probably could have beat him up and attacked that a different way, too. I, I, I didn't like anything about it from his side, to be honest with you. Hmm, interesting. Gregor, uh, well, I mean, like, he jumps the guy the second time. Like, why would you want to jump the guy? Like, you, you, you know, why not? He's a big, big, tough guy. I mean, I'm thinking I would rather get a few licks on the front of his face than pumble him in the back of the head. Well, I think because he knows that Cousins would never stand up to him, right? You never. Oh, you didn't give him a chance. He might have honored it. Wow. I, thought, I didn't like anything about yeah. it. I mean, it's no different to me when I watched that Kane hit. The guy tried to reverse it. He Once again, the player should have recognized he was in a bad situation. Certain guys are going to finish their check more than other guys, Kane being one of those guys. And he tried to reverse it, put himself and open himself up and, <laughs> and took a bad hit because of it. I don't think that's Kane's fault either. So it's interesting because uh, Speck seemed to think that now hitting from behind the penalty – uh, rule 43 came in and since they put the penalty in he thinks players have put themselves in worse positions to get hit do you agree exactly with that? yeah i would agree with that part okay. of a skill to me is recognizing you know the situation you're in and and whether you can make a play or not make a play and how you have to protect yourself and protect the puck and maybe look to make a different play Right now, it's almost a skill to be like, hey, you know what? I'm in a bad spot. I'm going to. You never want to put your safety in someone else's hands. That's the way I think. Right. And so I feel like now it's like, yeah, a guy's coming. Oh, I'm going to turn my back. That's not a play. That's not. And it's definitely not a smart play. And I don't think it's a fair play to put the other guy that's making a split that when I, you know, the game is happening so fast, Greg, or two, right? When you're locked in and dialed in and you decide to turn your back, it's pretty hard to hold up. Yeah, if you if you turn your back completely, I would agree. Then I don't have as much empathy but, for a player. 
Uh, and but I don't think a Branson turned his back. That's all on that play. I watched it many times. He was going. I've seen guys take that exact angle to the puck like a hundred times. I've never. Yeah. I, like what? I guess we're you know yeah. I guess we're gonna have to. Agree we will to agree disagree. to disagree on that. Um, the the orders tonight against the Blackhawks, Brown. Like a lot of order fans are like, oh my god, they're gonna overlook him, and they like they, you're you are a defenseman. The Blackhawks tonight have four rookie defensemen in the lineup because I don't know if you know, but Seth Jones is out now. Uh, Korchinski's out. So uh, their left side of the defense, Brownie, has combined less than 80 NHL games. Philip Roos, Isaac Phillips, Alex Vlasic. Then you have um, on the other side, Louis Crevier is playing his fifth NHL game. Connor Murphy and Nikita Zaitsev are their two experienced defenders. And, you know, I'm not sure Zaitsev even plays on a good NHL team anymore. So, like, you're the order forwards. So when you're going up against rookie D, what's the best way to exploit them? (laughs) Rookie D, yeah. Well, I mean, they want to play. They don't. No one wants to get burnt, right? So typically, you're probably going to play a little bit more safer than than a veteran D. It's funny that you say. It makes me laugh because I think when we were in New York, I remember I was playing with Roman Hammerlick, and uh, Wayne Gretzky was coming down on us, and he looks at Hammerlick, uh, Roman Hammerlick, and then he looks at me. And he beelined it directly <laughs> to me. And I was just like, okay, I hear you. You know, so yeah, I mean, you want to take advantage of the inexperience, right? And the fact that a young defenseman just isn't going to be as sure of himself, you know, whether it's moving up in the play or closing his gap in, in any area of the ice. And obviously with time and space, every player and skilled player makes better plays, right? So, you know, you're going to look to put pucks in their corners and you're going to look to try and you know, you're, you're, you're going to try and work them that way. Um, you know, and then, you know, with any young defenseman too, if you can get in, you know, mentally inside their head, I mean, obviously, you know, that's going to obviously play an effect in their game too. So, but having said that too, I mean, this is the NHL and there's, there really is, there's no easy games, right? I mean, you know, you, you never know what, what a player in the NHL is capable of doing. I just think, you know, if the Oilers are capable and, and willing to play the way that they've been playing and building off of the habits and the execution and the layers in their game, that's why they're having success. And if they don't get away from that, that's what's going to make them a great team. And that's what the great teams do, regardless of whether they're playing Chicago, Tampa Bay, a top team or a bottom team. They play the same way all the time. So I look for the Oilers to take a step in their maturity of not changing and thinking, okay, well, maybe this is going to be point night because we're playing a, a team that's struggling, a lower, you know, b- you know, below us in the standings. I look for them to grow from the adversity that they had and play a very mature hockey game. Brownie, uh, enjoy the trip. We will uh, see you in studio, and uh, we'll have a full-on debate about Gabranson. I'll show you the video so you can see the errors of your ways in person uh, next Tuesday. Hey, I, <laughs> I, I tried to get last night. I'm not going to lie. I, I looked at it, and I'm like, I can't. I was going to text you, and I'm like, I, I can't get on his page. But, um, yeah, I know I'm looking forward to getting back. But you know what? Uh, Halifax is a beautiful place. We haven't had a bad meal yet. It's unbelievable here. If anyone hasn't been here, you got to come. It's unbelievable. Oh, Halifax, I hear it is on real place. Yeah, it's one of them on the uh, the bucket list for sure. Thanks for your time, Brownie. Have a good one. Awesome, guys. Have fun. That's uh, Sean Brown, our regular uh, Tuesday co-host, is out in Halifax for the uh, Junior A Challenge where his son is playing. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Struddy will uh, join us. Uh, we'll try to avoid talking about cashews. 
But uh, we will talk about uh, defense and a big advantage for the orders tonight on the blue line. Well, really a big advantage up front as well. All sorts of injuries for the Chicago Blackhawks or their veteran guys. They got a super young, inexperienced team and even some of their uh, NHL players are not necessarily, uh, you know, veterans as far as proven NHLers. So uh, a game the orders should be able to control especially when you consider how well they've played as of late. And we'll update on our uh, month of giving when we return to the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. That's a really good song, man. Like underrated ABBA song. Whew. Then can fly. I like it. Like, automatically. How does that not get you rolling? You want to roll. I like that song a lot. It's great. Uh, Steve is up to 2800 So, hey, range it closer. Obviously, uh, we got a $2,500 gift card from the Brick and a 75-inch UHD ultra-high definition smart TV 75-inch Samsung. Okay, so uh, still a little under. we got to get to face value for sure. And uh, Steve is in at uh, 2800 Let's get to uh, Struds On, brought to you by Action Electrical. Hey, if you want to take action on savings, guess what? Best place to do it now with energy is solar. You can do it on your residence or even on a commercial building. There's all sorts of grants that you can get through the federal government. Action Electrical can uh, uh, walk you through it and tell you how to save some money and uh, on the grants, but also long-term. Go to actionelectrical.net. <laughs> The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's the memories. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, There's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. Oh, something tells me I'll have to update that one soon with uh, Struddy's love. Uh, Now, I wonder if Struddy, because he's had a little bit of a crush on Justin Herbert, but... I wonder if he's now got a cry. If he, like Herbert's out, so uh, trust me, Strati, you, you're now in love with your new New York Giants quarterback, aren't you? <laughs> Tommy Cutlets. Did you see his coat? Did you see his coat walking into the I game? Oh, I saw it. I saw him. I saw his agent. Looked like he's out of Goodfellas. Uh, you know, his family. I'll be talking before the game. His family prepared a big table for tailgating for people to come try it out. He lives at home with his mom and dad. Like it is, he's a very likable guy. You know, I don't know if he's the Brock Purdy of the New York Giants, but uh, no. I do know he's a character. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but the living at home thing is just odd. But that's just me. Um, I look at uh, at the Giants. Hey, you know what? Uh, good for them. Uh, last night, though, it was upset city in the uh, in the NFL. No, no question about it. So uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, does this have you moved on from Danny Dimes yet? Are you prepared to say Danny Dimes is not the answer? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money. You know what? Honestly, I I look at their offensive line. They have the left tackle. That's the only one that's set. The other ones are just. Their rotation, they're bringing guys in, they've drafted a ton. You don't have an offensive line, how do you really know what your quarterback can do? So, you know, even Saquon Barkley, as good of a running back as he is, he's, he's not getting any yards because that front five or whatever is just getting pushed right back. So it's, it's I don't know, Greg, I, I don't know that he's the solution, but I for sure know that the offensive line's not helping. Strutty, you remember one night as a member of the Edmonton Orders after the trade deadline. And your defense core that you had, you've talked about it before here on the show, right? Uh, there was Theo Peckham. Um, there was a there was a few. I, I think you had uh, Johan Motin. I think was uh, was dressed uh, that night. 
right? Uh, mean Dean Ursini uh, was also in the lineup for your team, and uh, obviously it didn't go well. Now it was, of course, against the uh, the Stan- Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, they were loaded with a bunch of future uh, Hall of Famers. Well, the lineup tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks, Struddy, specifically on the back end, they have four rookie defensemen who have combined, and I looked at it, combined for 101 NHL games played in their careers. Like, this is, how do you, th- it's, and they're three all on the left side. So when you have three rookie left defensemen, Struddy, is there like, can you purposely attack down one side? And is this like, is Zach Hyman and Connor Brown and Warren Fogle, should, like, are they licking their chops or is it more McDavid and Dreisaitl are like, oh, zone entries all day on the left side? Yeah, I mean, guys will go after the weaker D, right? They'll, they'll, they'll try, if you have a choice, if it's a, like, uh, whatever, you have the puck in the middle, you'll go down the, the, the younger D side, right? If he's weaker. But generally speaking, you just want to put pressure on them and make them make decisions quickly. The leagues they're coming from, A, don't have the skill level, the top-end skill level that the Oilers can do in their, in their top three, four, five, six players. And B, the game doesn't happen as quick. It's maybe as fast, but it's not as quick. The decision-making is instantaneous. You think about the Oilers' power play, uh, the Oilers' five-on-five play down low when they're interchanging forwards and D, working high to low, low to high, all these stuff that's happening. It happens so quickly that those D, it's really hard to react because they're not used to it. So the Oilers tonight, their job number one is to get it up the ice as quick as they can and play in Chicago's end. Now, most nights you want to do that. Sure. That's, that's pretty, pretty obvious. But against this group of players, you want to be in their end and make them suffer because it's happening so quickly. Um, so transition quick, D to D, up the ice, boom, we're in their end. I'm not talking about chipping in, but you want to carry it and get it behind those D and make them make choices all night long, like Lina Ritchie says. Yeah, well, it is, you know, it's a massive mismatch when you consider that uh, they've got all these injuries. And, you know, and then up front, you know, obviously Corey Perry's out. Uh, Taylor Hall is out. Seth Jones uh, didn't make the trip in Chicago. He got hurt on, on Sunday. Like, they were, Athanasiu is out. Like, they just, they don't have a lot of, of, of bullets in the chamber, shall we say. And they're taking on a team. Like, if they were playing the orders in late October, you'd be, well, well, maybe. But honestly, the way the orders are playing tonight, like, this one reeks to me of a blowout. It does. And, and so I'll ask you the question. Why is the card not playing tonight? Like, I, I, I look at it, and I'm not saying that, you know, you look at the next five games, pretty tough schedule, right? And, and now you're going to have to get Skinner in. Obviously, Skinner's going to play a lot of those. But I'm looking long-term. I, last year in the playoff, I'm convinced, and he can tell me he wasn't, I believe he was either mentally and or physically tired in the playoffs. So this was a game that could have taken it easy, you know, played some, played uh, Calvin in there. And, and not to say this is a tap-in, but I think that it would have been a good opportunity to give Skinner a few days off to rest and kind of get going, and knowing that the schedule is a little bit hectic here heading into Christmas. Um, so that's, I think it's a missed opportunity by the coaching staff. Yeah, see, it's interesting you say that because it's funny. I, I asked, actually, you know what, I had the conversation with, with Craig McTavish, and, um, and that was before the game. It was in, against New Jersey. I ran into Mac T. And I said, you know what, like, what would you do? Because I was like, hey, no, here's an opportunity. He says, well, some guys for goalies, and he goes, I'm not saying Stewart's like this, but you don't want to even make a semblance of thinking there's a competition, right? He's your guy. You know what? You, you don't, even if the guy plays well, because especially because he's won six in a row, you give him a day off, he wants to get right back in. 
And so it was an interesting one that I hadn't thought of the angle of you don't even want to plan to see that there's suddenly a competition for the job when there really shouldn't be one. Right. What, what do you make of that? Uh, I, I think that's that would be pretty crazy for anyone to think that there's like for either goalie to think there's a, a, ch- a challenge here. Right. Like um, let's keep it in mind. If Campbell had played well, Picard doesn't even get to watch, you know, doesn't doesn't come up at all. So I think that like I understand what Mac T is saying, but I'm I'm looking at I'm trying to stand back and look at the big picture. And the big picture is you're going to need Skinner being fresh down the stretch and in, in the playoffs. Now they may add another goalie. You know I don't know what's going to happen, but for now I'm got to think long term. And we saw what happened to Skinner in the playoffs. I do think he was tired, either mentally or physically. So this was to me an easy one where you could say, okay, we're going to just give this guy the night off, um, and not because and, and not even the fact that uh, Picard played really well. Um, but just to keep them rested and fresh moving forward. So I understand what Mac T is saying. I get it. But I, I don't know. I think it would be a pretty big stretch if there's any goal, uh, you know, goalie competition growing uh, here in, uh, in Edmonton. No, I agree with you. It was just an interesting one. Like, to me, though, I, I guess you say, okay, we give Skinner the extra day off now, right? But Skinner's going to play, so then he would play Thursday Saturday, two more days off, then he plays a game, and then you're going to give him another time off. Like, the orders, they don't have a condensed schedule now, Strads. Like, I looked, like, they, Skinner could start seven games in 22 days the rest of this month. That's not taxing at all, right? No, it, it's not, but why? But, like, if, if you don't need your top goalie for this game, why not just give him the day off? Right? Mm-hmm. Why not just give him a rest? If you, if you can, because there may come a point further on. Um, where you might need him play where you don't want him to play more games, right? You might just have to do that. So I, I'm trying to be preventative here. I'm trying to get ahead of this and trying to break break up this this uh, what we know is a cycle of fatigue for him. Or I, maybe he won't admit, but I feel it's a cycle of fatigue for him. So this is an easy one where I think you could just could have taken him out and uh, the order still win. He gets an extra day off. And you're right, it's not a crazy amount of games, but why not just give rest when he can take it? Because you're not always going to be guaranteed further down the road. Like, what was his run at the end of the year last year? He played a ton of games in a row. Well, he played in the playoffs a lot, but uh, down the stretch, no, Campbell, I think, started three of the last ten games or something like that. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I just, I advocate for rest for players, and they, they need it. Okay, and, but uh, so here's a question, though, Stratty. If you rest two days in December and you're not busy, once you get to February where you're busy, it doesn't help you, right? Like it, it's not like the rest in January for or, or December two months later carries over, does it not? I think it is. I think it mentally too. I think not just physically. Think about the mental yeah. part of it, right? That that, that taxing. You just get an extra day off just to rest and kind of you know not take. It's not like he's taking it easy and going to smoke darts behind Circle K, but he's you know he, he's able to just just not have to load up for that night and just take one off. It is you know go, being a goalie is taxing because you can't have a night off. A forward, a winger can take a night off every other night. You know, you can get away with cheating the game. Center's a little bit harder. D-man, pretty hard to take a night off. Goalies, you can't have a night off. You take a night off on, on the ice, you're going to get thrashed. You, you are going down. So my idea is just let him just take an extra day of rest it, in the midseason where you're right, he maybe doesn't need it at this point, but why not take it? If we all agree that this game on paper should be very one-sided, why not play your backup and allow this guy to have an additional day off? Because they all add up. It's one less game played. You know, what's the goal for his number of games played this year? You know, Campbell's not here. 
Picard, can, is he going to play how many? I, I, I hope that he gets into X number of games so that Skinner doesn't hit that 60-game mark. Well, here's one he can take off and maybe he can cheat one later in the year. Jason Strudwick joins us. Uh, to me, Jack Campbell's not even in the conversation anymore. I, I, and I think the orders are on the brink, Struds, of making the Campbell situation worse by continually playing him and sitting Oliver uh, Olivier Rodrigue in the minors. To me, that, that now you're just compounding the problem. Jack Campbell has, well, I guess today he may, had a 941, but he had an 887 and eight starts coming in. 887. Roger got a 935, right? But he's only played five games. He's a young goalie. Like, I don't think you can salvage Jack Campbell. And I think once the orders recognize that, it'll be better. Because right now, continually playing Jack Campbell at the expense of Olivier Roger, I don't see how it benefits your team at all or your organization long term. Yeah, I mean, I, I brought it up. I said he, they shouldn't even look at him till the new year, right? And not even, uh, you know, there was some talk that he was going to come up, what was it, last weekend or 10 days ago. You don't change overnight. I, mean, I, I just don't believe that what is going on with Jack can be trade changed overnight. I, Looking back, I think they should have maybe just said, go on a vacation for a week, just clear your head. Then head down the minors, start like a new year, kind of get yourself going, um, and give them time. Say, we're, we're not sure, but we're not going to see you. We're not going to even talk about it to the new year. Um so you're down there, and he's trying to figure it out. I, I, I do understand what they're doing now. You're, you're trying to, you know, salvage this so he can be playable for you because you'd rather not go out of, out of the team and try to find another goalie. So I, I do understand, I think, for now what they're trying to do. But, Greg, you're not wrong. I think that if you get into the new year, and especially February, and he hasn't turned the corner, I think the conversation between who plays more down the minors will have to change. Jason Stradwick joins us. Um Strutty, when you look at uh, at the orders overall now, and they're back to being the thing I, th- I think a lot of people thought they could be, right? Now, there's still obviously the concern for who's going to be the backup. Because most people thought at the start of the year, Skinner was a starter, Campbell was going to be the backup. Best case scenario was he would push and maybe start 35 to 39 games. That was kind of best case scenario. And obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, when you look at their team now, is there one area that you would want to improve on that's kind of obvious to you as far as, okay, they need a um, a fourth-line center or they need a, a fourth-line left-winger, right-winger. Is, is there any obvious holes for you that you now that the team's kind of back to normal? Well, let's look at the fourth line. So the fourth line now has Gagne um, with uh, Hamlin and Ryan. And Derek Ryan, those three guys, last game they had one goal, that line could have had three goals. Right, Hamblin missed the back door or the tight kind of tight pass in the back door, and then Sam Gagne had a, a point blank shot in the front that didn't quite connect. So they're 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 creating right. That line is creating uh, because Sam Gagne is a very offensive and gifted player. He makes a lot of smart plays for his line mates and helps set them up. So I think that's good. The challenge is when you get in the playoffs. That's not the biggest line, right? They're not the biggest line, and and, and are they going to be able to play like that in the playoffs? You know, maybe, but, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more size on that line. Um, and, and obviously, physicality is one thing, but I'd like to see a little bit more size in that. You know, their third line with Fogel, I'm, I'm hoping Holloway comes back and McLeod. That's a big, fast line. So the faster Holloway comes back and can jump in there, I think it helps. And maybe Yanmark is pushed down to the, to the, to the bottom, to the, to the fourth line, so the line gets a little bit bigger. But so my, my, you know, this is a little bit easier to handle, I think, Greg, would be size on the fourth line. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, you know, when Dylan Holloway comes back, um, you know, that's a spot. So whether he goes to the third line and Yan Mark's on your fourth line, right, uh, as a penalty killer, and I don't mind that decision at all, right? I think I could see something there. But I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I really loved everything about James Hamlin, but I could see them looking, you know, to go get this year's version of Nick Bukestad. Oh, Hamlin's been really good. I mean, who had him being a regular on this lineup? But what Hamlin does is he's quick, uh, smart. I mean, how often do you see James Hamlin in the wrong place? Not very often. He's generally speaking in the right place on the ice. So, um, and he's 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 not complaining. He's making the most of his minutes. What is he? He's got two goals. He could have had one last game. So you're talking about three goals for a guy who you know wasn't on the team to start the year, and most people probably didn't have playing this much. So that's making the most of your opportunity. That's the very definition of creating a, creating a niche for yourself on a team because of the way you use the minutes. It's it's a great story. Strutty, have yourself a good one. Enjoy the game. Um, any guess uh, on what the score is tonight? What's your gut tell you? Um, I, I think it's going to be pretty one-sided. I, I really do. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe 5-1 or something like that. And I, and just like when Connor and Leon would play against, you know, uh, the top players of, of, you know, they were there at that time. Like I think back to when Kopitar just took Leon Dreisaitl to school the first time they played. I think we'll see similar, even when Crosby played, you know, um, yes, uh, Bedard the first time. Like those guys are proud too, right? They're they, they're proud players. So I'd expect Connor and Leon to have good games, not to kind of put Bedard in his place, but just to rise up to a challenge and show them this is what it's all about. So I look forward to that interplay between those three players. All right, Trey. We'll see you at the rink. Have a good one. See you guys. That's uh, Jason Strudwick. Uh, joins us every Tuesday here on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. It's a Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We've got some bids coming in on the uh, month of giving. We'll get you an update on that. Five questions and more when we return to the Gregor Show on Sports 1440. 4.52. Well, Bobby from Legacy Heating is in at uh, $3,000 now. So uh, there we go. I like it. Uh, we're getting closer. Hey, we got lots of time left. Lots of time. $3,000 in our month of giving package. Today. We're helping out Santa's Anonymous. It is a $2,500 gift card from the Bricks. So you get to shop whatever you like because everybody has different tastes. If we, you know, if you just do one couch, some people like that color, they don't. So this way you get to pick whatever you want. Anything in store that you want. Mattresses, appliance, furniture, you name it. The one thing you don't have to spend it on is a big screen TV because it also comes with a 75-inch Samsung CU8000 crystal clear UHD 4K smart TV. Top of the line, baby. Top of the line. So you can get uh, that as well as the $2,500. Currently, it's uh, three grand for a steal of a deal. So text in at 10 or at 833-401-1440 or... Call Connor, same number, 833-401-1440. Let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick, where uh, you can save right now up to $1,400 on sofa, $1,700 on sexual. Imagine that. You got your $2,500 gift card. You take that in there with all these savings. Oh, you'll be killing it right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one for you tonight. Could be a point night for the Oilers, potentially. Uh, when will Connor Brown score a goal? Oh, wow. He has been getting closer 
Right, he hit the goalpost here two games ago. Uh, then he had a goal called back. So it would seem like he's trending in the right direction. I'll say this, man, in Chicago, like <laughs> they're not going to be a better chance than uh, tonight for Connor Brown, especially when you consider he's a right winger going up against three rookie left defensemen. So I'll say tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think the Oilers are going to get theirs, but I will say it will come Thursday against the Lightning. Where you think he might be uh, tougher? I think he'll come up with a clutch goal on Thursday against the Tampa hmm. Bay Lightning. All right. Big-time optimism here with that See, one. See, if he doesn't score tonight, I don't think he scores at homestand. <laughs> oh, man. I, for his sake, I hope so. Uh, question number two, how long, if ever, before we see Connor Bedard winning an individual award like the Richard Hart, Art Ross, Ted Lindsay? Not going to count the caller here. Um, who? Wow. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Until he gets some other players, it'll be a while. So um, I think McDavid, well, he won't be, you got to make the playoffs to make the heart. So I'm going to say at least probably four or five years for that. Um, his best might be the uh, Richard trophy. But even then, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say at least four more years before he wins one of them. Yeah, and I was going to go even longer. I mean, he's just got uh, that other Connor in the NHL right now to contend with, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. So I'm going to go a little bit further and say five years. Uh, maybe the Lady Bing will be available for him sometime soon, but I think McDavid will hold them off for a little bit longer here when it comes to the individual awards. Uh, question number three, what did you make of the NHL player or Department of Player Safety and their decisions with Perron and Goodbranson's suspensions? And was one more, I guess, closer to what you thought it would be? I thought Gabranson might get two. I, hey, he had his gloves on. I don't mind his reaction. I'll strongly disagree with Sean Brown. Like, Gabranson didn't have the puck. What the hell is he supposed to do? He's going to get the puck. Now he's not supposed to skate for the puck to protect himself. It's a cheap shot from a cheap player. Uh, so I really had no problem with Gabranson's. Um, even Perron, I thought that, I thought he would get four. So I guess that would be the one that surprised me. I didn't think they'd go six, uh, right off the hop. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought, I thought his would be lower. Um, 
have we heard of he'll be a bit appealing that decision or anything and what might happen? But yeah, what's honestly the appeal process in the NHL is a bigger farce than that. By the time it gets heard, usually your six games are done. Yeah. But, but there is the Christmas break. I'd have to look. Does Detroit play six games before Christmas? He might, that might be his only thing. So here's the thing. Um, it's happened once. Right where they uh, they had a significant reduction, so I don't know. You could do it for the sake of doing it, but usually it doesn't really because it's unlike MLB and other times when you appeal it, you still get to play. If you appeal it, you know they can delay it, and you're just missing games anyway. Question number four for you: uh, The Lakers won the NBA in season tournament. And it looks like they'll be hanging a banner. I know the Lakers have a what tradition of only hanging championship banners. I don't know how much the NBA is pushing for this one to try to make Come this more legit. On, so I think I got your answer here. But would you want to hang the banner? There is nothing more <laughs> embarrassing than that if they hang the banner. Well, the only thing was the fact that retiring both of Kobe Bryant's numbers. That was a farce as well. Give me a break. So uh, I would say, yeah, you know what? Maybe cover up one of his one of his two uh, number jersey. Biggest farce going. So anyway, yeah, that's that's embarrassing. Uh, I think the NH- I think the NBA put this in solely because they they were hoping that LeBron could win another title. As fake as it is, it's weird. I I had no problem with them celebrating it. Like go out have fun. You guys won a, a tournament. That's good. But this does seem a little bit weird. This is right up there with the Indianapolis Colts 2014 AFC finalist banner that they held and the Garth Brooks banner here in town. Like it's it's weird. Go ahead and do it. Sure, have the ceremony, but. Seems like a weird one to me. I wouldn't want to hang it in my rafters. Final question for you. In honor of Tommy DeVito's agent last night, looking like an absolute fictional character, like he came out of The Sopranos, if you were an athlete, or I guess anyone who needed an agent, which fictional character would you want representing you? Fictional character that I'd want representing me, um, Jimmy Hart. I guess he's not a fictional character, but he was kind of like a. Yeah. He's kind of fictional. It's he's a real person playing a character in wrestling. So I'd go with. See, I, I've had a few that I was thinking of, like Ari Gold in Entourage was a pretty good, uh, pretty oh, good yeah. representation. Jerry Maguire, uh, Saul Goodman, you know. But uh, you know what? I in the theme of of. Uh, DeVito and what he's going for, why not go with uh, Tony Soprano? You got the muscle behind you. Find a way to make it work. That might be too intimidating. Well, might get you, might, might, le- might get you involved in things that you don't want to be involved in. <laughs> Maybe. Right? I'll try to keep, keep myself like, clean. Do you, do you think a crime boss is going to represent a player and not have him suddenly get sucked into the shady world? Maybe. I just think it would be, be too difficult for him. Hey, we got a lot of money put out on this one. Can you throw this game away? That is a good point. Yeah. That is a good point. Okay, I go back to Ari Gold. That's actually a good one. He's making the leap to sports. <laughs> oh, that would be a good one. It's pretty funny. So. I like that. Hey, guys, uh, Benicio Del Toro from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is an easy sports agent. <laughs> be a good one. Yeah, there's a few out there that could do it. It'd be nice. Hey, Gregor, where does the Garth Books uh, banner? Well, it's it's not a sporting banner, 
Right? I don't do I love it? No. But it's not sports. So it's whatever. But honestly, somebody comes in and you have NBA titles and then in season, seriously? There's no way that if you're LeBron James, you'd want to you know what it takes to win the NBA championship. What does it take to win the in season? Nothing. It's regular season games. That's all it is. Come on. And it's not even that many of them. So no, I'm uh, that one's comical. But uh, yeah, you know Garth Brooks. Hey, it's uh, it's funny. I see it all the time because that's where my seat in the press box is. Is just to the uh, well, depending which way to my left is where uh, the Garth Brooks banner is all the time. So I chuckle at it, but I don't. I don't put it in the same category of a sports banner. So Garth Brooks is a very good entertainer. Don't get me wrong. Um, will anyone else do as many concerts as he did? That would be good for another musician to do it, though. I can tell you right now, if Taylor Swift wanted to do it, she could do it. I'm trying to think of artists right now that would sell out that many shows in one city. How many others do you think would sell out nine consecutive shows, doing a few a day? Like Swift, for sure. Any others? Let me know. 833-401-1440. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, got some bids in on our uh, month of giving. So uh, we're enjoying that. Uh, let's get to the uh, con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter. LegacyHeating.ca. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 